This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Evening. Evening, mate, and also joined by Andy. Evening, Tom, mate. Evening, mate. A week on the road for the Sky Blues saw them fall to a 1-0 defeat away at Swansea on Wednesday, followed by a 1-1 draw at Blackburn on Saturday. As usual, we will look back at both games and all of the key moments, and we'll also look ahead to upcoming fixtures against Middlesbrough and Derby. Um, Andy, first of all, how would you sum up the week? Uh, mixed feelings, uh, if I'm being honest, Tom. Um, I'm delighted that we got a point uh, at Blackburn. Um, I thought when they went ahead, um, I thought we'd struggle to get back into it. So I'm delighted that we, we got something out of the game. However, I'm a little bit little bit deflated because I think some of our momentum from Brentford has gone. Yeah. Um, so I had mixed feelings on it, Tom. I'm, I'm pleased that we got a point at Ewood, but... A little bit, still a little bit disappointed that some of that momentum we got from mm. Brentford, Brentford has been lost, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I think we we looked at these two games and we we started mm. to have a little bit of optimism that we could perhaps pick up some points. And yeah, I suppose Dave, one point at, in the end, it's not the end of the world, but we probably were wanting a little bit more, weren't we? Yeah, no, not the end of the world, but I, I think again, exactly the same as Andy, and I think. Sky Blues fans and Sky Blues extra followers probably feel a bit the same. Where's that team that turned mm. up to Brentford? Where have they gone? Because I'd very much like to see those eleven chaps, please. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to hard to get to those levels every week, but you know it'd be nice if we can do it more often than just that that one off against Brentford. Um, let's look into the Swansea game in more detail. Um, as usual, we'll start with the match stats, Andy. Yeah, it was interesting because obviously Robin's named an unchanged side, didn't he? And um, and obviously playing the two up top again. So normally when we play two up top against the top sides, we normally um, don't have as much possession as them. But we had more possession than Swansea. Huh. We had 54% possession uh, and we attempted 394 attempted passes compared to their 342. So we had more of the ball than them, which does surprise me. But I think that was more Swansea's game plan. I think they mm-hmm. let us have the ball a little bit. And they defended deep and then they, they kind of hit us on the counter, which is because Swansea are very good at the back, aren't they, Tom? So, um, yeah. Uh, and then regarding the shot count, again, we had eight shots compared to their 11. But again, the shot accuracy was awful. It was 13%. Mm. Obviously, against Brentford, it was up to 50, wasn't it? And we were thinking maybe that's changed a little bit now. We've got two up front, but... You know, 13% shot accuracy, you know, is just woeful, isn't it? It's just not good enough. Um, defensively, um, 
very, very, um, we were busier than them. We had 20 inter interceptions compared to their 14. And also uh, we won 61 duels compared to their 44. And yeah, that, that really says what, because I thought they were slightly the better team on, on the night, Tom. So that mm. says why that is. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, yeah, you just, as you mentioned there, Andy, the teams mm. were unchanged. Sorry, the Coventry team at least was unchanged. Um, Dave, was this you know what you expected i suppose it's you don't want to fiddle around too much do you off the back of a, a really good win yeah no exactly i i pretty i think all of us expected him to keep the same sort of team um makes sense doesn't it when you've put in such a you know such a strong and, and well-rounded performance so i was pleased and i think everyone probably was and was was really optimistic going into the match that one this side remained unchanged and two you know we we picked up a real scalp against uh, against brentford and swansea were, were a team that have been a bit you know up and down they've they'd lost a few games previously and hadn't perhaps been at, at, at where you know showing the same sort of levels as perhaps what their league position shows yeah. so I think everyone was quite optimistic really going there yeah exactly and you know just looking at Swansea's lineup it's it's really a, a team full of talent um, and you know their wing backs especially are sort of regarded probably the best two wing backs in the league and mm. they've got some really good forward players as well so I guess it was always going to be a tough one wasn't it yeah, it was. Um, they're a decent outfit, you know. Roberts down the right hand side, Bidwell on yeah. the left hand side, wing backs. You like to say, are oh, uh, probably the two best in the league. Um, also, they've got experience. You know, they've got Premier League experience in uh, Hurahan and uh, Ayu, haven't they? So you know, and also you know, Jamal, Jamal Lowe is very highly rated, isn't he? So no, they have got a lot of quality in their team, and it shows with their defensive record. They're very good at the back as well. So it was always going to be a, a stern test, Tom, and, it, and unfortunately, that proved so. Yeah, yeah, Hurahan's got good delivery, hasn't he? Which obviously will will come yeah. on to because it, yeah. it unfortunately went against us in the game. But um, we had a shout for a penalty on the tenth minute, Dave. But I, I, it, there wasn't much in it for me. How did you see it? Yeah, I think on first look at full pace, you thought, oh, you know, looked possibly more so. But um, yeah. looking back, I think you could you could see that it wasn't. So, yeah, um, you know, we've been very unlucky giving away penalties. You know, but I think if we'd have given away something like that, we'd have been pretty aggrieved. So I think yeah. probably spot on, to be honest. It was quite funny, actually, because I know obviously some people were watching on the red button and some were on iFollow and mm. everyone who's watching on the red button was saying Stonewall penalty. And then everyone on iFollow who'd seen the replay was saying, actually, lads, I don't think that was a pen. So yeah, <laughs> it just goes to show, doesn't it? You, sometimes when it's slowed down, it looks completely different. Yeah, and it didn't even make the highlight reel. So that probably shows <laughs> yeah, that it was exactly. a non-event, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Swansea did start to find a bit of space and started carving out some chances. They had that one from low, didn't they, Andy, which which went wide. He probably should have done a lot better, really. Yeah, he should have scored, shouldn't he, Tom? Um, it kind of like hit his heel and then went Yeah, wide, weird one, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was a poor connection from him. Um, should have gone Wilson with the laces. was stranded as well, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he yeah, rooted. Yeah, he should have just gone with the laces, shouldn't he, instead of side-footed Jim Low, But... No, lucky for us, he just put it wide. But no, that was a really poor finish. But again, good wing play, wasn't it, on the right-hand side? By yeah, really good, really good play. They were they were cutting us open a little bit at times. Mm. But we, we also had our, our own chances. Um, just before half-time, Biamu had a really good chance. It came from a De Costa throw-in, and then I think Kelly sort of tried to cut it back, and it, it deflected off their player. Um, but a really good chance to take the lead, Dave, and we, we should be really trying to take chances like that because it would have been a good time as well to take the lead. Yeah, I mean, I think the bonus really was was it started from a De Costa throw-in, which wasn't a foul throw-in, so that was always yeah. a, a good start. <laughs> yeah, but, um, Im improving yeah, gradually. Did really yeah. well to um, sort of just get anything on it. Really, it was run out of play, wasn't it? Run out for a goal kick, um, cut it back. They defended, and it came probably a bit of a difficult height for Max. I'd say yeah. he kind of had to get his foot over it and and sort of kick it down towards the ground. But I think if it if it at the pace that he to, you know, shot at. I think if it was on target, probably would have been pushing the keeper and probably would have oh, been yeah. struggling a little bit. But mm. he just couldn't quite guide it in. But and it came at him a bit quick as well. He had to adjust himself. So yeah, yeah, shame. But um, you know, I think Max showed good good instinct there, and to you know, he's even get a shot off. Um, yeah, exactly. I think he I think he did well to get the shot off. Actually, yeah. Like say it was a difficult one, and and like I think the way he hit it was quite good. Like when you hit them into the ground, it does make it difficult for the keeper. But obviously, just sort of narrowly went wide which was a which was a shame really 
Um, and then, you know, not long after halftime, we uh, we concede from a corner. I have to say it was a, a good ball in from Horaham, but really questionable marking. I, I watched it back and I, I think mm. it's Biamu, isn't it? Who's, whose man it was, who, you know, he just lets him get past him, Andy. Mm. Yeah, it was great delivery from Hurahan. Um, really top quality, um, which is expected from him. Um, but the ball's in your six-yard box, so that's Ben Wilson's ball, in my mm. opinion. You can say what you like about marking and stuff, which was poor, by the way, Tom, I agree with you. Um, I did look back at it as well, and it was, I think it was Biamo's man, you're correct there. But when the ball's in your six-yard box, you're always taught as a goalkeeper, it's yours. Yeah, he was nowhere near it, was he? He was no. so blocked, though, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was. But then you've <laughs> got to get a thing, punch like, on it, haven't you? I've watched it back today, and I, to be mm. honest, I, I originally when I watched it, I was like, "That's shocking defending. Like, we can't be doing mm. that. We all stood still." Like, but the guys rose higher. It's a really, really great delivery. Like, it's in swinging, and it's just, it's right in that spot where. There's, there's, there's defenders, there's attackers, and yeah, it's really he, hard. he just couldn't quite get enough on it. He was pretty much there. Like to, to be fair to Wilson, he was pretty much there. I think he just couldn't quite get enough on it, and he didn't have the momentum like the attacker had. But yeah, yeah. it's a tough one. I, I, I wasn't as when I rewatched it back today. I wasn't as frustrated as I was on the evening. I don't think. I think it was a really good ball, and I think everyone just got in everyone's way. Really, but yeah, we know attackers think... stand on keepers, don't we, to to sort of mm. block that area and make it very difficult. And I think that's all they've done. I think they just schooled us a little bit. But yeah, I agree, Dave. I think it's just a, a combination of factors. It's a great ball in. It's um, Biamu letting his man get past him and then it's you know players on the line blocking Wilson from getting good contact on it because usually he's quite good at those those punches isn't yeah. he so yeah, like you good. say it's just knowing how to take a corner properly and you know you don't see us doing that as much do you? He did seem to time his jump a little bit wrong down Andy didn't he? He, he was he sort of was up a bit early Wilson and that's probably why he was sort yeah, when, of When you've got a uh, uh, of a load of players in front of you, you can't come and catch it because there's no chance. So what you needed to, what, yeah, what he needed to do is move his feet a little quicker and get a punch on it. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't probably because of the mass of people in front of him. Let, get, let's get it right. That that corner you don't normally see in Championship level. That was no, because it was right that, on the money, wasn't it? It was, it was right like on the in money. swinging, and it just, yeah. it was just, it suddenly just hit a crowd of players. It did. It, it's, it was right know, it was, in the centre, right yeah. on the money. Great. It knock. just, it was a great knock and. Perhaps it just surprised everyone of the quality of the ball, but yeah. for me, um, Wilson just needed to move his feet a bit quicker and get a, get something on it, and I think that might have been enough. But you know, um, it is what it is. But no, I, I, personally, I think he should have done better on that. Mm. And then we made a triple substitution, which I don't know how you boys felt, but to me, it just felt like we we almost killed ourselves off with these subs. Killer, killed the game, didn't it? You know, I just I don't know what you thought, Dave, but it was just felt like they were quite sort of defensive substitutions and, you know, we're 1-0 down away at Swansea. Well, honest, and... I've been to sleep a couple of times since then, so I can't really remember what the subs were now. <laughs> the three that came off and who came Well, came we on. bought. Well, we took we took Hamer off, didn't we? Did we take yeah. O'Hare off as well? Yeah, she um, basically Hamer and um, Hamer and, and O'Hare off for Sheaf and James. Yeah, and, we, and Jokeres came on as well. You know that that just you know that's just it's like, to me. I'm, rest, I'm resting players for the next game. I'm don't really want to get back into this game. That's what it screams but, out to me. Which is which is odd in a way because very odd. I feel like why not just do it from the start mm-hmm. if that's the mentality. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, start like that and you know and then try and grind out a, a, a point or whatever. But if you're going to start with your creative players and then just take them off when you're 1-0 down, it, I don't know. It just seems to me like it was a bit, it was a little bit strange, but... It's like what I said at the, the top of the pod, just the killer of momentum, isn't it? Mm. It's just like we had that momentum from Brentford and we started really well against Swansea and yeah, they scored a, a really rubbishy goal from our point of view and then he makes substitutions like that. It's just like, it's not good. Mm. You know, it just kills the momentum from the Brentford game straight away. It's almost like accepting a loss. Which yeah, I, or did he? Which I find odd. Yeah, I, I do as well. I'm just thinking, did he, did he want to kind of keep it at one? Because you know, at the end of the day, we'll, we'll talk in a minute. We yeah. did have a couple of chances right at the end, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, was it a case of actually, if I bring these players on, we can hold it for a half an hour, keep it at one nil, and then we're bound to get a corner or something's going to happen? 
and we'll nick it, nick a goal. Um, that that's the only thing I can really think of, to be honest. Whilst obviously being able to rest players, you know, by yeah. doing that. So, um, but yeah, it it did sort of kill the momentum a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, very much so, Tom. It was a bit, you know, when you saw it, when the, the players coming up, yeah, it was a bit uh, demoralising, wasn't it? It was a bit. Yeah. It's, it's a shame because, you know, like I said, from the Brentford, we were buzzing and then we we, we felt a bit flat after that, unfortunately. Yeah. And something else I wanted to pick up with you boys mm. as well was um, was Hamer's form. Because um, it, it has kind of dipped in recent games. What would you put this down to, Andy? Um, being at such a high level, I don't think you can keep that up for all season. Um, I think he's been so good. Um, and I think he's just tired, Tom, if I'm being honest. I think yeah. you know, the, the championship is is absolutely relentless. You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And I think um, he just needs a little bit of time out to, to recharge his batteries. I wouldn't say any more than that. He His level, I still think his level... Is is good even uh, even when he's not good, if if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's better than most, but because his level yeah. has been that high and he's dipped a little bit and he's not spraying those forty yard passes out to the wing backs, you notice it, don't you? And um, but I still think I just think it's because of the relentless amount of games and he's a bit tired. That's all, Tom. Nothing more, nothing less than that. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Dave? Yeah, I've not overly been that disappointed with him, if I'm honest. I think that he was just so head and shoulders above everyone at the start of the season. And actually, you know, pleasantly, um, some players have started to pick their game up. Kelly's come back in and he's had some really good good games. Matty James has been a revelation since he's come. O'Hare's form has, has definitely been increased. I mean, he's been on it all season, but I think he's definitely been a little bit better in, in you know, prior to these games anyway, in the last few, especially Brentford. So I think you know, and DaCosta as well. So I think perhaps the, the limelight's just, you know, the spotlight's just not been on him as much. And yeah, there's been some times where he's played some wayward balls, I think. And, you know, he's tried to switch it across where usually they'd come off and they, you know, they look brilliant, whereas some have just gone a bit wayward. And I think, yeah, that is the the probably tired tiredness I'd say and, and, and game time because he's played a serious amount of game time and it's, yeah, yeah it's different <clears throat> to whatever he would have done, you know, in the past. And, and and I think that's probably all it's down to. But I think maybe it's probably because a lot of others have, have also picked up their form. So he's probably just, you know, he, he's looked, looked mm. you know, average or, or, or with everyone else, I think, in a lot of the fixtures recently. Whereas before, I think he was head and shoulders above. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Um, and we did have a couple of chances, as I mentioned, right towards the end. Um, Fads had one, which possibly was the easier of the two and then Walker had one right at the end on his left foot and couldn't quite get the right sort of shot away um good chances Dave probably should have taken one of these shouldn't we I'd say Fads is one yeah I mean, it was a left foot but he, he only really had to get anything solid on it it was traveling at such a pace um and he just miskicked it completely uh you wanted Walker on the Fads one really didn't you almost yeah well anyone uh but <laughs> But um, yeah, I think it was probably a bit of nosebleed, but it, it was, um, yeah, probably should have done better with that one. The Walker one for me, I, I like, you know, I saw it's people on Twitter chance. and I saw, you know, group chats and stuff of people saying like, what's he doing there? He's got to do better. Mad, mad talk. Like, that's a if really, that goes really in, tricky... That, sorry, Dave, if that goes yeah. in, that's Van Basten. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know what we're expecting. I honestly don't know what we're expecting. I know we're a bit desperate and we're calling for anything, but you yeah. know, I think I think we would have been more likely to get the penalty at the start of the game yeah. than we would have been yeah. for Walker to have fit, fizzed that in with his left foot. I mean, yeah, it was... Yeah, he, he, he rightly tried, tried it and took it on and had a go. But, I mean, yeah, if you're scoring that from there then, you know, we probably would have been lucky to sign him in the first place. True. I think I might have been one of those people guilty of that, Dave, on the WhatsApp <laughs> chat. But, it's you know, it's heat at the moment, isn't it? Everything yeah, thinks, it is. You know, it's heat at the moment. It's frustration. But if you, yeah, I think if you look back at that, if he's scoring that, it's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'll grab a man of the match from both of you. Andy? Difficult one. It's mm. another difficult one. Um I would go over, I'll give you two, McCallum or Callow Hair. I think McCallum was a bit 
better. He was kind of steady game. Mm. And I thought Callan Callahan again was as a energetic and positive as, as normal. So those two, if I could, yeah, if I, if I can pick two. McCallum's picked up a bit, hasn't he? And obviously he we'll talk about the Blackburn game shortly. But yeah, it's been nice to see him getting down the left a bit and creating stuff. It's you know, yeah, definitely useful been, to... Yeah, he's been a little bit disappointing before uh, mm. Swansea and Blackburn. He hasn't really been doing much, has he, um, in a forward sense? I think, and defensively, you know, obviously he um, has been a little bit poor as well at times. So, no, a lot better from him going forward. And that's what we want from him because he's decent going forward, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dave, any thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree. McCallum for me, I think, you know, it's a bit like uh, who's the tallest dwarf, isn't it? Or, or whatever the <laughs> sayings are. But it's, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. I think he was the uh, he was the best. So. Mm. I'll just read a few of our follower comments out. Thanks to everyone who responded to our tweet asking who your man of the match was. Um, Glenn Walker said O'Hare, but clearly he, like most, are running out running on fumes. I said it all season. Our fitness levels are poor. I know it's not helped by our amount of injuries. Um, Lee Kenny said, nobody tonight. Sorry to be negative, but that's how poor the team were as a whole. Uh, Rory Davis said, no one impressed tonight. Fads was solid. So maybe him. Um, Naomi Burke said, O'Hare. No surprises there. Um, (laughs) Column Nugent said, Fads. And Clark, he said Hamer till he was subbed. So, yeah, a bit, bit of a bit of a mixed bag there from our from our followers. Yeah, it was hard to choose, wasn't it, Tom? To be fair, mm. <laughs> it could have been anyone. Like Dave said earlier, it was uh, no one really stood out on a on a difficult evening against a, a good Swansea team. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and review the Blackburn game from Saturday. Sky Blues travelled to Blackburn and got away with a point, a 1-1 draw. Um, We'll look into the key moments now. Um, Andy, what were the match stats? Yeah, a bit uh, what we think when we normally play two up front. They had the bulk of possession. Um, We had 34% of possession. Uh, We attempted 289 total passes compared to 557. Mm. So, yeah, they had a lot more of the ball than us on a a pudding of a pitch because the pitch was awful, wasn't it? It was was a difficult pitch to play on. Really soft pitch. Um, We had 10 shots compared to their six. A little bit better shot accuracy this week uh, compared to the Swansea game of 30%, but still... Nowhere near enough. It should be up to 40, 50% at least, really. Um, and defensively, we were a little bit busier in the tackles. We had 20 tackles compared to their 12, Tom. Interesting stuff. Um, we'll talk about the lineups. Obviously, Hamer and O'Hare were rested for this one. Interesting one, really. Um, a few people saying that, you know, possibly we should have rested them in the week and, uh, and not for this game. What were your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, some would say interesting, some would say madness. Um, <laughs> bizarre, completely bizarre. You know, you talk bizarre about bizarre to Blackburn team not to rest them in the week, or well, for them, well, regard regardless of that, I mean, like you know, yeah, we just spoke about it. They've played a lot of football this year, but you know, you line up against a Blackburn team that previous to this had, you know, lost three two to Watford, one nil to Forest, two one at Barnsley, Preston, QPR. You know, they're in they were just in free fall and you could see it that they were bang average really really you know definitely not like and it's hard to it's hard to compare but I thought that when they stuffed us earlier on in the in the season yes we went down early didn't we to um 10 men I think it was it Rose Hyam yeah, uh, um, yeah. yeah but th- their passing and their attacking was so much slicker quicker their passing was sleek like they were nothing like that. And that was pretty evident, I would have said, if you'd looked at their previous results, that they'd been really struggling. They'd been struggling to perhaps score, you know, more than one goal in a lot of those fixtures. So I think arguably probably our best players of the of the season so far and to rest them on that mm. week where I think I think that looks like a really bad decision now. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I suppose, like we've been saying, they needed a rest at some point, and you've got to pick a you know you've got to pick a time to rest them. And I suppose we've got games coming up where we'll definitely need them and, and want them in the team, won't we? So, but do you rest them when they've just lost five in a row and everyone's mm. calling for their manager's head? 
Yeah. Or do you yeah. rest them against Swansea that you probably weren't yeah. expecting to get anything from? And actually, mm. Swansea were probably not not as good as we expected them to be, even though mm. they probably carved out the most quality out of the two teams. Mm. He's got it the wrong way around, hasn't he? Yeah, I feel a little bit like that, yeah. If it was my championship manager season, I'd say so. The board wouldn't be <laughs> happy with you more, I would they? They wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, though it would have been would have been tough, like we said on that on that pitch. The pitch was awful. Um, we did have, have a bright start in the game. I know I say that every single week. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got minutes hit, and then concede. Insert bright start here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just use a template for that. Um, we yeah, McCallum hit the bar. Although it was probably more of a cross, really, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, cross comes shot, wasn't it, from McCallum? Yeah, it's one of those that you try and whip it in and it nearly it always sometimes goes nearly enough goes in, doesn't it? But it's positive from McCallum. Um, and like we alluded earlier in the pod, that he seems to be getting forward more these days yeah. from the back position. And that can only be positive. And he, him and Dabo, we need that going forward to supply the bullets for Walker and Biamu. So them going forward will help us and hopefully McCallum's getting a little bit more confidence now going forward and hopefully towards the end of the season we can see a few more goals and assists mm. from him because we, we could do with that. Yeah, definitely. He was, uh, he's very busy down the left in those early minutes, wasn't he, Dave? Yeah, decent. Really happy with McCallum like last couple of games, as we just mm. said, but he was really busy and he seems to be linking up, um, linking up well with uh, like Max up top, playing it into feet and, and seems to be finding Matty James and um, and O'Hare as well when, when they've played. So um, I think, yeah, he started really brightly. Mm. And Shipley had an effort which went over the bar. Mm. It was a, an awkward, awkward height for him, but, you know, it's one of those where you feel if it was another team against us, they'd probably be smashing that into the back of the net, Andy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I thought it was a difficult chance for Shippers, mm. but... Especially, he hasn't played again. He's another. He's another lad that plays here and there. And and when you play here and there, can you get any rhythm? Perhaps not. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, especially for Shippers and the way he plays. And he's a very much confidence player, Jordan Shipley. And I think playing him the odd game is just not helping him at the minute because when he comes into the team. He's probably thinking to himself, well, if I don't have a good game, then I'm not going to play for the next few weeks. So mm. I think he's a confidence player and I think that showed with the effort. It was not a bad effort from Shippers, but like you say, other teams may have smashed that in. And I just yeah. think because of his in and out activity in the, in the team recently, I just I, he was never going to score that, was he? Yeah. And uh, another template question for you, Dave. Um, <laughs> we allowed Blackburn to grow back into the game, didn't we, after our, our bright start? Yeah, no, exactly. And like you say, the bright start was epitomised there by Shipley. I, I think he should have done better myself. If we're saying that Walker should score that one previously, then, you know, Ship that's a tap-in um, in comparison. <laughs> so, But no, I do. It was on his perfect foot. It was all the momentum was going forward. I think, yeah, I think he should have done better. But, you know, he got a clean strike on it. But yeah, we let him grow into the game because we couldn't string a pass together, I think. We, we looked void of of the sort of the problem was was you know I think the elephant in the room is we just looked totally void of any um pressure press and energy I think we looked I think we looked knackered to be honest I think we looked at I think everything looked labored I thought we looked lethargic um and I think that's why we allowed him to grow into the game because we couldn't we couldn't get a foot in it because we just looked we just weren't there. You know, mm. passes were going astray. I think back to that one in the middle of the park that was that was to Matty James and it just sort of bounced off. I can't think who played it back now, but it yeah, it was just very scrappy and and that's the thing. You know, you you, you allow these teams then that that started really slow to get to get a bit of a foothold into the game. Yeah, exactly. And Got, they got even more of a foothold when they scored their goal. Um, ball came across the box. Don't know what Hyam was really doing there. Um, yeah, the defence were just stood like statues and it's an easy finish, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a decent finish on a, on a, on a bobbly pitch. Um, but, you know, the ball came down, obviously, the right-hand side. McCallum got caught out of position. Um because Andambia, who plays on the right-hand yeah. side, is quite mm. a powerful player, isn't he? He's yeah, he's doing all right on that. Yeah. 
So McCullen got caught out of position and then obviously he squared it to no one really. Because mm, yeah. then Hyam, I don't know what he was doing. It was just a half half hearted horror. Horror. Oh, like he was just like couldn't be bothered being there. It, it was just <laughs> a really, really poor poor defender. I think he'll be really high. frustrated with that when he watches that back. I think he'll be fuming. Amateur stuff. Yeah, what stops I, him? I think he'll be really annoyed with that. What was he? Why didn't he just hoof it? Like, what was what was I he aware he was of? That... Balance. I think he was caught yeah. off balance. I yeah. think it probably bobbled more than what you saw. Perhaps, um, you know, no excuses, but you know, just saying it was probably just off balance. Perhaps wasn't expecting it to to be as close to that. It was probably cut across slower than than he expected, and all of those things in one, I think, just knocked him off balance. But yeah. I mean. I, I I wouldn't like to say how many times he defends that in training every single day, um, and I think yeah he he'll be really upset looking back at that. Mm. But, but then you know be upset with this season, though, Dave. Generally, this season, uh, or do you think he's had a good season? No, I think I think I think in by and large he's had a good season. I think that that just mm. probably epitomised the performance. But I think he'll be he'll be really frustrated, and that's why there's no point going to town on it because. You know, mm. that's something that's so, so simple that he's got mm. far too much quality for that. And it's just it's just one of them where it looks a bit lethargic, looks lazy, but he's just not got enough on it. But he will defend mm. balls like that week in, week out, every day at training. And ten to, you know, nine 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 point nine times out of ten he'll get that spot on and it'll probably yeah. clear it, it'll go over the stand and you know, A D V Vash is saying, Fuck's sake, lads, I've now got to go and pick up another ball from over a back garden. So yeah. but with that he's just he's just got it wrong and it's just it's just a shame because I think, you know, it's one of those that's so easy and there was a, still a fair bit for the key, for um for for the lad that scored to do, but mm. I think all the momentum was with him. We were then sort of all at sea. Probably Ostergaard could try to get could have tried to get Oste- in the way a bit. Ostergaard, Fads, even Dabo. I just think everyone just stood still. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, yeah, yeah. And probably Pers- expected it to be cleared. I expect. Personally, mm-hmm. regarding Hyam, you know, I think he's a a decent player, but I think he's been well below par in my opinion over the season. I think he's been capable of a lot of goals. So, um, yeah, but, but it's a massive just... step up for someone oh, like huge, five, isn't it? Huge, you know? huge. But you have mm. to be critical where where mistakes have happened. And I think if you look back at a few of the goals, and I'm not going to go into them, I think he's been capable for quite a few. Yeah, I, I but think when it's you look a... at a team, you know, you look at Ostergaard, you know, he's a player yeah. that's a Premiership club. You know, yeah. in in terms of transfer fees and stuff, he mm. would be head and shoulders above but you know he's he's not um you know squeaky clean is he in the mistakes you know uh tally if you like and fads likewise you know mm-hmm. I, I think fads you know he's the most experienced head we've said it before i think the the lads probably are organized so much better um and that's one thing i would say i don't know if it was i think it was swansea to be honest where from a goal kick it sounds really weird, but from a goal kick, mm. Fads was forcing Hyam um, and Ostergaard to both come inside of their man. So even though they were going wide to collect the ball, he was forcing them to come. As soon as Wilson was saying, right, I'm going to go long, he was mm. forcing them. And I could see him talking. So I think you get you get that element. But I think we've just been naive, haven't we, all over the back? I think the the defensively it's been poor all season, hasn't it? That's Mm. why we're we're in the position we are, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's just a a high level, isn't it? Especially for someone like Haim. I mean, like you said, Dave, like Ostergaard, um, fads have played played at a high level. Mm. Um, it doesn't you know, help. It keeps coming straight back down your throat as well. You know, like there's a lot of games where we haven't held on to it enough. You know, and that's that goes down to the strikers. You know, they're culpable and and you know have to hold the ball up and and be better at that. And mm. you know, we saw it with that low that low opportunity when he just he, you know he <clears> ran <throat> picked it up on the left hand side. Teams in the championship have got that pace, and I think that Ooh. that's when we look. That's when we look exposed because we we sort of just look a, a yards off the pace. I think when we when when teams counter, and that's probably what we didn't have in in League One. There wasn't really that many yeah. teams that could shift the ball and and leave you know get from one end of the pitch to the other in the in the pace of what you know Lowe showed. It's like that Norwich Keith goal, Moore. wasn't it, Dave? Yeah, you know, Norwich, Norwich goal, Pookie's yeah. goal, and then just yeah. knocked it. You know, yeah. two passes and he was in. 
So, yeah, yeah exactly. the levels are higher. But I just yeah, think exactly. regarding Hyam, I think he has been capable uh, this season. I, don't, I think he has been below the level. But I think with him, there is a player there. And I think maybe putting this season behind him, he'll learn from it and, and improve. And I'm not saying, no way am I saying that he should be I getting rid of. Getting rid of because myself. Like, I, well, I'm really mm, good. Yeah, he needs to learn to mark. But, yeah. I'm joking. Well. But joking. He, he, there's a player there. But I think if you ask him, I think personally, I think he will be disappointed. But I think he could. He, he will learn from this season and will come mm. back strong. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think a year's worth a year's worth of experience mm. in the championship. I think will do him a load of good. 100%. I think he'll he'll be yeah. I think he'll be you know much much stronger next year for having that year in the championship. Definitely. Um, he's he's another player who's grown with the club, right? We always yeah. yeah we look at him as like one of our one of our top one of our key players, but he's he's no different to like the Shipleys and players like that who's grown no. with the club. You know. No, you keep saying it, and I can say it to on blue and face. But like Ostergaard is a, you know, he's a championship ready player. He should be, you know, with yeah. the, with the, um, uh, I don't know, you know, the pedigree, if you like, of where he's come from and what he's yeah, got, the, and the academy and, and all that, yeah, yeah, and and I do think that he's he's been amazing. But you know, likewise, I think there's games where Hyam and you know, even even Rose, you know, has been has been as good or or what have you. So. Yeah, I, you're right. I think they they do. You know, they need time, don't they, to adjust to this this level. Um, and yeah, but you know, back to the game. I think he'll just be he'll be fuming with that, and yeah. and and rightly so. But it, I think it's one of those that they just happened, and unfortunately, it happened in a game where neither team offered much and probably deserves. You know, probably you know either team could have you know nipped it if if you like, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just um, talking about Ostergaard, obviously he, he had the ball in the net, didn't he? But he was probably about a yard off um, in the end. Is it one of those, Dave, where he needs to anticipate the flick on and I guess time is running a little better? Mm, don't know. I mean, most crosses go direct to him, don't they? So he probably was expecting, he probably almost just got there Ready. You know, a bit yeah. too early because of perhaps it was probably meant to be intended for him originally and it was just a bit more of a poor across um i don't know he's not really yeah I, I can't really give him much grief for that one i think uh you know and to be honest he finished it as well which is yeah know, it's tough wasn't it, easy it finish, wasn't yeah. the easiest finish so um i think it's just a shame he was just a little bit offside but mm. yeah um we got ourselves back on level terms not too long after half time it was a really good finish by matty james and you know nice to see him get his first goal for the club and, and for a while for him personally um, and it was a good bit of work again by McCallum down the left, Andy. Mm. Yeah, brilliant goal, this. Really, really decent goal. Um, great work by McCallum, like you said. Good work by Shippers as well. Yeah, Played it round the corner, didn't he? Nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then McCallum delivered really nicely to the back stick. Brilliant header from Walker to head it down. Yeah, that was that was Dion Dublin style. That was that was uh, <laughs> going back to the nineties style. That was a fantastic knockback, and um, and Matty James had a lot to do. I thought mm. when I first saw it, I thought, well, that was quite an easy finish, but he didn't, did he? It was, it was yeah. quite difficult. Reacted the quickest as well. Didn't yeah, he? and important. those ones where you have to hook it back the other way, they're quite difficult because you have to wait for the ball to come down. So no, he, he did really well to adjust his body shape, and no, that was a top level goal in a in a really non top level game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ostergaard's booking. Um, what did you make of it, Dave? Because you know, I, I thought I it was know, soft. Jeff. Say again. I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> That's generally how I feel. I can't remember it. I'm literally trying to remember what. Uh, what well, he first... got he got stamped on. To be honest. Oh, with you. okay, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but at, after this point, I mean, he he, you know, this is when we should have reacted, really. Um, but. Yeah, I suppose it was a bit soft. I can't, I, to be honest, my mind's escaping me a little bit here. But um, it was, uh, I mean, a lot of the bookings this season have been pretty soft, haven't they, to be honest? Yeah. I mean, it's it was the Blackburn player that should have been booked, really. Yeah. But yeah. the ref doesn't see that and sees the reaction and then books Ostergaard. But yeah. yeah, it's just a bit petty for me, to be honest nasty, with you. Nasty stamp, that was. That, really that nasty. Was, yeah, I mean, wasn't, you know, yeah. I think as a referee, you should see that situation as... Obviously, something has happened there. 
yeah, and, and, and just solve the, the have a chat. It doesn't resolve it by booking the player for the reaction. There's obviously a reason for his reaction. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just don't think it's very good refereeing, to be honest with you. I don't think it it sorts the the issue out. But but then, like you said, Ostia didn't really help himself by charging around like Heather's chicken, looking to get sent off after that. Really, mm. um, <laughs> mm. um, Robbins did another triple triple change. He seems mm. to like the old uh, triple, the old triple sub. Um, yeah. This time we decided to bring on our creative players rather than take them off. So kind of almost the opposite to what we did in the week, Andy. Yeah, yeah, it probably suited Robbins because obviously we, we he got back into that game with that really good Matty James goal. And he probably thought, well, last 20, 25 it. minutes, let's go for it. And I was pleased with that. And as soon as I saw, like, obviously uh, O'Hare and... And Hamer coming on, I thought, yeah, let's go for it. And I, I actually thought we might win it. I thought we might nick it with those two coming on. Um, mm. However, with with Osti being sent off with what eight minutes to go, it kind of killed yeah. that, killed it, didn't it? So, yeah. but no, I was quite pleased with the change. I, I always like seeing attacking changes um, by a manager, and I was pleased by Robbins doing mm. that. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and I guess it's almost like the the gamble for three points is probably more worth it than the gamble for one. I guess. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The difference mm. between a win and a draw, you know, is quite significant. So yeah, I wish say. he'd start started them. Um, going back to our conversation earlier, but um, mm. but yeah, it, that's a comment. Another comment we've already had, gone over that, haven't we, Tom? But yeah, um, but no, bringing them on with twenty five minutes is not never a bad option, is it? Yeah, exactly. When you're drawing, especially. Yeah, and Jokeris came on as well, but didn't do a huge amount to be honest and really frustrating situation where we had a two on to one but just lack of pace and a bit of poor decision making he decided to kind of go wide a little bit and I think he should have just sort of uh, squared it or, or played a through ball a bit earlier on Dave he's a really really odd player isn't he <laughs> um, because like I was singing his praises like he was quite pacey strong um he bullied some defenders a, a few times, um, but I, I think this probably exposed him um, quite badly. I think, and it's probably why you know the difference between Ostergaard and Jokeres is that Brighton have put Ostergaard on loan to get some, um, you know, probably get some experience. Whereas I think Jokeres is probably in the shot window. I think, and that's probably why they've moved him on to try and get him some game time because. I'm not sure he's someone that's probably going to stick around too much longer at a, at a premiership club. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, I think he's shown some really good performances so far, you know, this season and he, his goal was, was a really good finish for us. It was instinctive, but there's been a couple of times now where he's just decision-making just seems to be like completely non and void. Um, yeah. And, and this I think showed it, showed it really, you know, really Max probably confused him a little bit with his run, but you know, he held on to it, held on to it. You you know, really, the only option there is to is to, you know, um, I don't know. I just I just think that he got this completely wrong, and this has probably showed him up to, to a couple of times now in that he's done that. And I just think, mm. yeah, his decision making isn't that great. Maybe he's an instinctive player. Maybe he's better when the ball, you know, when he's coming on to the ball. Um, maybe that's not really his game. You know, where he's got the ball at his feet and he's got to make a decision of whether yeah. to pass it or shoot. But yeah, that it didn't make for um, yeah, it's just, great watching, did it? No, it's just frustrating because it's like just do some, you know, it's some all right. Them, if you, yeah, yeah. Make you haven't got the pace to go head wide down and, and go shoot. For the, yeah, head down, go for the, you know, let Max use it as a decoy run and you continue your run and, and get a shot away or slip Max in, even if he's offside, you know, if you know, even if he's wandered straight a bit offside, you've played the right sort of ball. Um but he kind of did neither, and it was just then yeah. sort of like he just sort of ran into into no man's land, really, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then it, the, the move was over. You know, you could see that nothing was gonna was gonna come of it. Yeah, a bit frustrating. Um, Ostergaard got himself sent off, um, but really silly to be honest, because we know he'd had his last warning because he did one just before. Um, but I suppose there's a case to say that Ostergaard probably shouldn't have been on the pitch. Um, we still had an extra sub to use and I think a few people were scratching their heads as to why Robbins didn't bring Rose on, Andy. Or even switch to a four. Mm, Clive asked him this question after the game. Did he? Uh, Robbins, yeah. What was the answer? And his answer was, well, Clive basically said to him, did you have any thoughts about changing it? And he went, no. 
I didn't think there was a need to. Because he basically should have got sent, not should have, but he was basically like pretty much, he probably was on the cusp of getting sent off because he had a little, didn't didn't he have a little argument? Did he have Well, he'd had about two minutes before that, or it might have been more than that, but he'd had that one. Ten, I think it was on ten. I remember remember thinking like ten minutes before that actually happened. I even remember texting someone and I was like, you know, just take him off now. He had his last warning. He yeah. had his last warning. You could see the ref was getting frustrated with it. Gave him his last warning, and then you knew any any time now, any slight challenge, and he's going to be off. Yeah. I think that was the moment. If I was Robbins, I would have I would have got him off, or even just switched to four. To be honest, because yeah. we had yeah. do we have Pask on the pitch at that point? So yeah, you know, yeah, would have been an all, you know, it would have been easy to switch to a four. But I don't um, understand because Rose did Rose then came on, but I thought Rose was stripped off before he, but. Clearly not. If if that's what Robbins. But when I looked at it, when I looked at it, I thought that Rose was stripped off, ready to come on. So I thought that was odd. Mm. But. Yeah, funny one that. Um, man of the match for this one, chaps, Dave. Quite tough. Um, not really sure, to be honest. Um, difficult one. Um, can't really give you. I'll come back to you, Andy. Johnny. <laughs> Okay, Did I'll you watch the game, you... Dave? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I could have easily turned off. Um, I was quite, I was quite frustrated with the game. Really, I think I probably watched it with, with my uh, negative cap on. But um... <laughs> yeah, well, um... why don't we go, Andy, and then I can read some viewer ones, and then it might give yeah. you some inspiration, Dave. Yeah, Max Biano for me. Hmm. I think the way he um, second half gave us a platform to play um, was brilliant and he always seems to do that Max he gives us that opportunity to get up the pitch doesn't he and um, I thought he was really really good and I also thought McCallum for his attacking threat mm. was good as well so yeah. there's two for you I'll um, I'll read out some of our, our follower comments um, Connor94 said Max he has showed endless commitment this game and all season really playing for the badge uh, Russell, <laughs> say again top man Connor yeah. <laughs> uh, Russ Moore said Biami for me won most of the aerial challenges um, Livy Kov said Sam McCallum was class today and just ahead of Biami put a pro- proper shift in them to great point uh, James Brady said Max is stepping up big time him and Godden could be good uh, Jack Ward said Matty James uh, Frank said McCallum or Max today Greg Murphy said Max, he worked his socks off. So I'd say the general consensus is it was between Max uh, and McCallum. I guess, Dave, we can give you the casting vote. <laughs> yeah. I, thinking back, Max probably, yeah. I, I think everyone's right. He worked there, hard, didn't he? He has worked hard, yeah. And that that's actually what really annoyed me about this game in lots of parts is that I thought it did look very lethargic. I thought we didn't look... Um, we didn't have that press that we had against Brentford. And Ooh. actually, I think that if we did have that, Blackburn weren't good enough to probably cope with it and probably would have led them into a lot of mistakes and probably would have then made, you know, give us a lot more opportunities. Um, so, yeah, Max did work really hard. But I think, you know, I look at players that perhaps haven't played at all this season. And I think, you know, I think you, you'd. I'd, if it was me, I'd want to be carried off. You know, I think I'd want to be carried off on 65, 70 minutes, knowing that I'd given my all. And I'm not sure everyone could could say that against Blackburn this weekend. Mm. And it may just be a case of tired legs. But if there was ever a, a, a game where we had to show that intensity and that high press and that pressure, I think this was it against a team that had lost, you know, um, games coming into it and were a little bit ropey. I think if we'd have put them under more pressure. I think we probably would have um, yielded a few more results. So I think it's just a bit of a shame, really, that it was quite a flat performance. Um, although yeah. there were some really good points, and it, it, it's that's what frustrated me also, is that the goal, as like Andy mentioned, it was still a lot of work for James to do, but it was seemingly quite easy. You know, it mm. was quite an easy mm. goal to score. And um, I just think if we had pushed a little harder um, for longer, I think we probably would have could have could have got three points. Mm. And, um, you know, we talked a lot on the podcast and on the lives about this sort of February run that obviously, obviously has now come to an end. And, you know, 
we've taken five points from the six games, which looks like very tough games. You know, I think Dave, you talked about possibly only getting two points out of the whole, um, the whole six. So, h- how do you feel now after that? After the month is over, I think pretty much summed up there that now we've seen the games. It, it's I feel we could have took more from them, um, especially this weekend. I think. And um, but you know the Brentford, you know, had we have played all six games the way that we played against Brentford, then we would definitely have been the playoffs, mate. If we'd done that, well, exactly. <laughs> but you know that's that's the thing. And I know you can't be on it every single week, but there's definitely been some games where we should have rose, you know, rise, picked up our game a little bit. And I think yeah, that, especially Blackburn should have been one of them. And I think you know, and just in the nature that they scored, you know, it was a bit lethargic. It was probably us our own naivety or our own our own defending really that that allowed them to score um mm. and i think that's that's the that's the frustration but look you know look we're still we're still out of the woods so to speak at the moment um and yeah. you know heads above the water and we've taken some points we've had some performance that have been really really good i just think sometimes we haven't been completely there and probably haven't given us the, you mm. know the account they haven't given the account of, of themselves that I think they could have or, or yeah. has definitely shown this season. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, six points outside the playoff, uh, sorry, out of the playoffs, outside the bottom <laughs> three. Uh, <laughs> we go, we. Um, six points outside the bottom three. Um, we haven't been in the bottom three all season. So I think we're looking in fairly good shape, Andy, aren't we, after that tough run? Yeah, it was a tough month, wasn't it? Um, not easy watching at times, um, but I think the points we got was was okay, was fine. Probably more, a little bit more than what we thought we were going to get, looking at how hard the games were. Um, but what we need to do, obviously, we've got that great six point cushion at the moment, which is great. But what we do, there's two things that we really need to do to make sure we don't get into that relegation position is that one, improve our away form and two, cut out silly individual errors. If we do them two things, we'll stay up. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and preview the Middlesbrough game. Uh, Sky Blues host Middlesbrough on Tuesday. Um, Obviously, earlier in the season, we travelled there and we fell to a 2-0 defeat. Um, Andy, it's not easy, is it, facing a Neil Warnock team? No, never. He's a um, horrible man, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just, uh, he's just, he's a really like like we talked about Mick McCarthy the other week. He's just a really Riley Championship manager, isn't he? Mm. That, that knows how to get results in this league, whether he's your cup of tea or not cup of tea. You have to acknowledge that and. Um, his sides are always difficult to play against, and um, they're very inconsistent, though, aren't they, Borough? Um, they get some decent results, and then then you think, yeah. well, how how did they lose that? And they've got some very inconsistent players as well. So, no, it's going to be a difficult game on on Tuesday night. And uh, however, our home form since playing at St Andrews is is really really good, isn't it? So, and I always feel quite confident when we play at home. So, I'm looking for three points here, Tom. Mm, yeah, exactly. And that, as you mentioned, Andy, they are they are inconsistent, especially mm. recently. Um, Dave, it's probably a game which we should go out and you know go for the three points. As Andy said, we're at home; they're a bit inconsistent. Why not go out and you know try and win this game? Yeah, hundred percent. If you're a Middlesbrough fan and you're looking at your you know the last six games or something, don't it makes for pretty grim reading, really? Mm-hmm. You know, you picked up a win away at Reading, but we've already seen what Reading are doing at the moment. You know, they're there in free fall so yeah, you know perhaps a, a win at home to Huddersfield shows shows that they've been good but other than that draw at Cardiff uh, at home um, beat 3-1 by Bristol City uh, mm. you know Derby they got beat 2-1 uh, mm. away and, and got absolutely whacked by Brentford at the start of the month um, at home so definitely that you know they're, they're definitely a team that we should be be hoping to pick up at least something for um and like andy said i think it's just it's, it's probably the story of the season if we can put in a solid performance and not make any sort of silly mistakes then middlesbrough's there for the taking yeah definitely there for the taking but they do have some decent players andy and we are gonna have to be 
um, wary of some of their threats, especially players like Asson Belonga. Yeah, can I call him Brit? Because I can't <laughs> yeah. say his surname. So Brit is, yeah, he's always a decent player. Scored against us at the Riverside, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he's only got five this season, though. So mm-hmm. um, he normally gets more than that, doesn't he? He's normally in to double figures by now, yeah. uh, Brit. So, yeah, he's um, he's a threat. Um, I think Duncan Watmore plays for them as well, the ex-Sunderland player who, again, I think he arrived late from midfield. So, again, he's someone that we need to watch out for. However, I think they're still they're going to be missing a few players um, on mm-hmm. on Tuesday. I think Balassi is not going to play. Um, Fletcher up front's not going to play, and also Tavernier as well. I don't think he's going to be playing as well. So they are missing a few key players as well, Tom. Yeah, they're an interesting side actually. I was just looking at their um, their top scorers. Like you say, um, Britt Asenbaum has only scored five, but he's their second top goal goal scorer. So their goals are really sort of spread out amongst their team. Who's the top goal scorer, Tom? What more? Is it? Yeah. So, you know, they've got they've got about five players on four goals. So, very sort of spread out. They're not. They haven't got like an you know an out and out leading goal scorer. So to speak, we we probably don't either. To be fair, but um, you know, no one like you say hitting those those double figures. Mm. They've got Chubba Rackpon playing for them as well. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, Yeah. You know, didn't really rate him that much, but so he's gone on to to do well in the championship. in thinking about the the lineup for this one, Dave. Um, obviously, the, the the big question mark will be around the fact that Ostergaard's suspended for this one, um, which has you know caused a lot of debate on Twitter and on the live on Saturday around you know whether we switch to a four or we just slot Rose in. What would you be doing for this? Straight swap, just slot Rosie in. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't. I don't think we've got the. You know, that's probably one of the positions we're lucky enough that we have got. Um, well, not depth, but we've got another player. <laughs> so <laughs> probably, you know, that that's that's probably a pretty simple um, straight swap for us. I wouldn't be trying to change it round for the for the sake of um, Ostergaard. And I think you know, Rose Rose will do a, a decent job there. I think. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Andy? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Dave. I think I'll just slip Rose in in there for Ostergaard. I think Rose has got a point to prove. I think he's had a yeah. a, a difficult season, hasn't he, Rosie? Um, yeah. You know, from Robin saying he's our best defender at the club. He's, um, I think he needs to gain Robins' trust back again. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's going to have a point to prove on uh, Tuesday night. And I expect a big display from Michael Rose. And I think he'll give it us. Yeah. And... With the rest of the team, Andy, yeah. um, would you? I presume you'd probably want to get Hamer and O'Hare back into the lineup. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, these these lads obviously have been rested for seventy minutes, so they'll be raring to go. Yeah. So yeah, the team I would play, I'd play obviously um, Wilson in goal. I'll play Dabo at right wing back, McCallum left wing back, Rose, uh, Fads, and Hyam. I'd have Kelly holding, and then I'd play Hamer, O'Hare, Walker, and Max. Nice. I think that's um, pretty steady. Yeah, no, it sounds, sounds like a, a good side. And hopefully, uh, you know, O'Hare and, and Hamer full of energy could, uh, yeah. could be exciting. Um, some very interesting fixtures around us, chaps. Um, on You know, obviously the games are spread across Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Huddersfield hosts B- uh, Birmingham on Tuesday. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's a massive game down the bottom. Yeah, and even if you thought that was a big game, Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday hosts Rotherham. So... <laughs> You know, absolutely colossal games, and you know, you look at that Sheffield Wednesday Rotherham game. I think if either team wins that, I think the other one's a little bit doomed. If I'm being honest, mm. so you know, I know we we've got to concentrate on ourselves, but you know, you do start to have a little look around the other games, don't you, Dave? And you know, one eye on on how those teams will be getting on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's 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 in our own hands, really. Um, I I mm. think still. Um, because, because just because of the performances I think that we've put in and the performances where we perhaps haven't been at our best and must deserve more. Um, so I think it's still in our hands. But yeah, it's it's going to be key, obviously, to to keep one one eye on on these teams. And and this is another big, you know, another big week really, where it might give us a bit more of a an inkling to whether the Sky Blues have have got enough and those around us who haven't got enough to to perhaps you know give us an idea of, of what way the, the league's going to finish. Hmm. I'll grab a score prediction from both of you, Andy. Yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're going to get a positive result here. I think we're going to win 2-1. Mm. 
Tom? We'll definitely take that. Dave? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, it, you know, and it could easily be a draw, um, but I think I'm going to go for us just with a, a 1-0. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. For the final part of the show, we will look ahead to the Derby game on Saturday. Um, in the previous fixture, Sky Blues travelled to Pride Park and drew 1-1. Um, this is an interesting one, Dave, because obviously Derby had a pretty slow start to the season, but they've actually picked up quite a lot, haven't they, under under Wayne Rooney? Yeah, definitely. The Wayne Rooney effect um, <laughs> seems to be having a... I don't know why I've said it like it's like some notable thing. Yeah, I was going to say. He's only been a manager for five minutes. I've probably got more of an effect. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, definitely he has. And like you said, they did have a poor start. And I was just having a quick look through their, their sort of goals and stuff. And, you know, they've they've not scored hardly any of they really. And, and most of their goals, 11 of them have come from set pieces. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, we won't be out in corners fishing again um this week but yeah of course you know any man like like Rooney I suppose when he he's in a changing room is is going to give give someone a bit of a lift and I suppose they're all kind of playing for their shirt aren't they because Rooney's definitely going to be there I would imagine next season um but not you know could the same be said for the players if they don't get start picking up the results and get what they need so um yeah I think he's probably probably having that that desired effect of of saying if you you know want to be here and you want to be in my plans then you're gonna have to show me this season yeah yeah exactly and um you know they even though they're they're kind of down there they are a decent team they've got some good players obviously Kazim Richards has been been on fire in recent weeks Andy um and you know they're possibly a team in a little bit of a false position just because they had such a bad start to the season yeah, I think so. Um, I was impressed with Kazim Richards when we played them uh, at their place. I thought he, I thought he played really well, and I think he was the the only threat they had that that game. Um, he scored on Saturday against Forest as well, didn't he? Um, so he's he's a, he's he's a handful. He's going to um, he'll be licking his lips looking at our defence, won't he? At times, so um, we need to be on it against them. Um, and I do agree with you in you. Uh, in your comment about saying that they're in a false position. I do think they're in a false position. I think they've got some decent players, you know, got people like, you know, Waghorn, uh, Shinny, Wisdom, you know, even Marshall, the keeper. I know he went off at the weekend, but that's a bit of Premier League quality there as well. So they have got ability in their side and, and they have recently really picked up some decent wins, haven't they? I think, what, in the last five, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, last five, they've won three and draw mm. one. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's a decent return and, and Rooney is having a bit of an effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah. It's always hard to predict the lineup. obviously. We you mm. know, haven't got the inside of the midweek game. But, um, Dave, what do you think Robbins will, how will he set up here, given the fact it's a home game? Yeah, I was, again, like I say, looking at, at them as a team, you know, most of their football's made in the middle, you know, the middle third, really. So, mm. um, you know, that's that seems it's going to be pretty significant that we've got to, we've got to win that midfield battle. Um, so, you know, you'd like to see Matty James or or, or um, Kelly in there really, you know, cement in the, the middle of the park and, and willing that. Um, but I can't see him line up that much different to what he's been doing recently, really, I suppose. Um, it's just whether who who he goes with in that, that sort of two up top, you know, who who he starts with. Um, but you'd expect it to be probably Walker and Biamu most of the time. Um, mm. And, and, you know, you'd expect probably Ostergaard to come, come back in, depend on what sort of game the, the lads, the other lads have, but you'd probably still expect Ostergaard to come, come back in. So probably the only real changes you could see, um, probably, you know, that'd be it really, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah, and some some interesting fixtures down the bottom again um, this weekend. Um, Huddersfield host Cardiff on Friday night, so you know not an easy game for them. Uh, Birmingham travel to Barnsley. Barnsley are absolutely flying, aren't they? I think they're they're just on the edge of the playoffs now, which is which is mad. So really tough one for them. Um, Rotherham go away to Brentford again. Really tough game. Um, and Sheffield Wednesday are away at Reading. So. You know the teams down the bottom have got tough games, so I think it's it's a it's an opportunity, isn't it, really, to 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 pick up points, Andy? Yeah, very much so. Hundred um, percent. I think 
these next two or the next three are absolutely huge for our season going forward, aren't they, lads? Let's be honest. They're absolutely massive free games we've got. And, um, yeah, the next two games, if we can get four points, because I think the Derby game will be a little bit more difficult than the Middlesbrough game, in my opinion. And I think if we can get three or even four points, uh, the next two will be will be really set fair. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll grab a score prediction, Dave. Um, difficult, isn't it? It, it? I think it depends on what type of Derby team turn up and what type of... That's a really sitting on the fence sort of answer, but <laughs> it, it it really does like that. I, you know, like we said, they've had some performances, but they've not been. It's not like they've been whacking teams like Norwich and Bournemouth and stuff like that. So, you know, there's been some games where you're probably expecting to pick up points. I, I think it does depend on on what sort of Coventry team turn up and and, and what Derby team turn up really. But being you know, being the way that the season's gone, I think it's going to be another tight game. Um, I think it's probably going to be a one-all draw, to be honest. Andy? Um, I think, like I said earlier, I think this is the more difficult one out of the two. Um, and I think, oh, I'm going to say we're going to lose this one now. Sorry, lads. Oh, sorry, boys. But I've got, to, I've got to be honest, I just think we will. Mm, that'll, be a, that'll be a bitter pill to swallow. We will, it? yeah. Wouldn't fancy going on Twitter after that, Andy. <laughs> I'll be logging off. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably delete my account, mate. Yeah. It's just the home effect, isn't it? You know, you yeah. just like to think we've got a bit more at home mm. against a derby, yeah. and I just think that, yeah, it would probably be a tight game, but I'd, I'd like to think, yeah, it would be really disappointing if we did slip to a defeat, I think, against yeah, I just at home. One of, you know, looking at... Looking at who the other teams are playing, it's just such a big opportunity. Like a win would just be such a massive step towards safety. I think. Yeah, they if drew, drew against... Forest, didn't they? And they mm. they beat Wickham. Yeah. Uh, the Huddersfield, their Huddersfield game probably is the one that makes them look like they've they they're sort of back on song. But mm. you know, let's not forget. You know, we drew against Watford, didn't we? We probably had chances yep. to win it. Mm. You know, and they they would beat two one. You know, they've beat Borough. We might have already beat Borough by that point. So mm. we we probably look like a t- you know we look very very similar teams to be honest. I think and yeah. at home you'd like to think we've probably got enough. Yeah, yeah. I think you know for me, I think if we can get a point against Middlesbrough and beat Derby, I think it'll be a huge huge step towards safety. So. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of twists and turns as always, chaps. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for joining me. Um, really good to have you both on. Um, and that's all we've got time for this evening. Listeners, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. And also make sure you join us at full time on Tuesday and on Saturday for our Sky Blues Extra Live, where, as usual, we'll review all of the action. And you can also join us in the studio to give your uh, your comments And as always, if you want to get involved in any of the conversation on our social media channels, just use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.